There we go. Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hello, everybody. Good morning or good evening or something, depending on where you are, including my guest, Ivana. Is it? Am I saying it correctly, Ivana or Ivana? Yeah. Ivana. Yeah. Ivana. Ivana. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, welcome, everybody, to Mental Health Today and uh, another another episode where we're going to have a chance to dive into somebody who's young and also deeply inside the mental health space. Um, it's quite interesting. So last night I had a, a really great guest on, very young, but also deeply inside the space, super passionate, and also was about midnight or one a.m. for him when we had when we had our chat. Um, so this this chat, the uh, mental health today, is sponsored by the Jar Foundation. Uh, I'm I'm chairman of the vet, that, and also creator and host of the Jar Podcast, uh, which you saw the little beginning of making the van. Uh, before I kind of set out across the U.S., uh, I'm right now I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, in my little Airbnb. After having a meeting, uh, doing an interview this morning uh, with a with a lovely person, and that'll be coming up in about ten days or so. Uh, but Ivana, nice to meet you. Thanks for thanks for accepting my you know kind of weird in, you know inside LinkedIn approach. You know, where I'm sending these <laughs> you know these these messages to people I don't know. Uh, but we've got the common bond of being in the mental health space. So thanks for being a guest. Thanks for accepting the invite. And I really look forward to hearing your story. Yeah, happy to be here. And yeah, I'm really passionate about this. I'm happy to talk with like-minded people. Yes. So tell us about who you, you know, how did you end up in this space? What was that kind of motivation what was that a maybe an aha moment or an event that happened or just kind of a natural you know evolution how did you end up in the here mm. yeah so i think that maybe a few factors um so i grew up um like with two sisters i'm the oldest so i needed to kind of take care of my two sisters and uh, my mom was just mostly just her taking care of us so i would see her every day like going from work working a lot uh to provide for us um and i felt like you know there needs to be some better way because she had some really <laughs> terrible boss and um now she's retired just last year uh, but uh, she had that boss all the time, like maybe 30 years, you Oof. know, <laughs> so it's crazy. Um, so I, when I started working like 10 years ago, um, I also experienced something, you know, similar. You have all mm. kinds of people you work with. Yes, for sure. And yeah, I wanted to find some better way in this kind of situations because when we are working with someone it's you cannot oftentimes choose who you are working with no um yeah <laughs> so that kind of a little motivation and 
I'm I'm also kind of person that likes to look at things from the higher perspective, like um, big picture. Hmm. So I was always interested how things work okay. um, in corporations and so on. This kind of um, relationships, uh, politics. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's kind of uh, two things the most. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think it's a real source of a lot of people's uh, conversations with themselves, right? At least some of them, maybe not a mental health issue per se, but but definitely can start that, can trigger it, and can start you down the road. Is work, you know? I mm. think the, you know the you know work conversations, people interactions with other humans there, and you know the power structure itself mm. lends itself to a lot of anxiety right? i mean you're going into a meeting with a bunch of bosses and you've got to perform this is not going in for a high school exam right mm -hmm. this is you know it's got some ramifications if you don't do well and things people right. say in the meeting may stick with you exactly yeah i think you said it right it's like kind of power struggle because um there are now maybe some better ways of working, but before mm -hmm. there was just like, um, you know, this rigid structure yes. that you need to follow. But maybe now it's a little changing, like with agile ways of working, um, this kind of um, more uh, flexible ways of structure where there are, there is no kind of someone to tell you you, are, you can self-organize a little more. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a guest on not too long ago, and one of the things she talked about was being inside this kind of government organization, which I would assume is is just like any, you know, when you get deep inside some of the real established parts parts of the machinery, I think it looks the same in your country mm -hmm. as my country as the next country, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's exactly, the kind of people yeah. that the rules that get into place and, and she's talking about, you know, the silliness of the rules and she ended up in a role where she only had to work about three hours a day. She had one report and she didn't even do it. She said, I, I, I it's not like I even <laughs> did the report. She's like, I just literally, my first three hours were waiting for people to do the report, to send it to me so I could send it to somebody else. Yeah. And I just had to make sure that, you know, that report got out. And that was it. And then it's by like 11, 11 a.m. She's like, I, I was done. But she said the politics and the meetings and the craziness of the people drove her, drove her insane. Mm -hmm. You know, really drove her to real depression and, you know, like taking medicines and seeing therapists and stuff from just the job. Mm, yeah, I think that's not that uncommon because, mm. you know, if you're working for some bigger organization, especially, um or like uh for government my mom worked for government <laughs> so there you go <laughs> yeah um yeah no, no one i mean you know there's low production nobody gets fired you can't be too aspirational yeah not, it's kind not of every not every job like that but certainly these no, older every, but there is kind of some safety there and people yes. can get complacent and mm. you know it's like uh, you maybe are happy in one hand because you don't need to work a lot. But on the other right. hand, deep inside, you know that, you know, it's kind of killing you. 
because you're not expressing yourself. You are kind of dying inside, you know. Um, I've been there. So it's kind of something, I don't know if you heard about, like, if you are in a cage, it doesn't matter. Is it golden cage or is it, you know, like metal cage? (laughs) A lot of people in senior leadership and corporations have built their own golden cage and put themselves inside. Mm, yeah. We all have the key. We all have our exactly. key. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's whether or not we choose to, whether brave enough to reach in our pocket and unlock our own cage. <laughs> right. What do you What are you doing now? Tell us, tell the audience a bit about what you're what you're doing now. What's your day? You know, what's your passion? And um, yeah, tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about your work. Yeah. So I actually wrote a book about. Um, how to uh, approach this politics and um, situations at work. Mm. Um, And uh, you can find it on my website. But um, the inspiration for that book was from the company (laughs) I worked for and all these experiences I had because I, yeah, here is my website. Um, So... It's my. It was my third book. Um, so wow. I passionate about writing as well, <laughs> <laughs> and I like fairy tales. So I mix it with some fairy tales. Oh, okay. And um, here is a fairy tale about the wolf and uh, little uh, Red Riding Hood. Um, and we don't know who is the culprit. Um, you know, nobody is innocent <laughs> in the story. Um, it's all about how you appear to others, right? So okay. I kind of want to make it interesting uh, so that um, you learn something, but it's a fun read. Yes, um, yes. So um, what I'm currently doing is helping people who... Um, experience especially some emotional uh, problems um, and uh, mental problems, psychological problems at work. Um, I have clients, I I was in Shanghai uh, until COVID uh, hit, well, during COVID actually. Uh, So uh, this is um, where I also realized, you know, even sometimes, as you mentioned, many of my clients didn't work that much. Maybe they had just a few hours per day mm-hmm. of work, um, especially during COVID, but they were very depressed, yes. yeah. um, in a very difficult state. And this is not just then, it's still ongoing um, because maybe we didn't deal with some of our issues that happened at that time. Mm or were just emphasized and we just realized it at that point. Yeah. I think a bit of both, right. It, you know, it it definitely, for sure. It definitely took away some of the masks or masking and, and you really were left to face yourself in the mirror. And some people struggle with that, with that. uh, Yeah. Nowhere to escape. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere to escape. Right. Yeah. And your usual coping mechanisms, you know, maybe work is a place for you to thrive, right? Maybe work is a place where your identity is. You know, a lot of people. Mm, Yeah. You cannot without work. Right. Right. They, they, they are the persona they have built around the office is, is really who they are. It's a big part of their life, not who they are only, but it's a big part of their life. And if that goes away, um, it's very difficult to re to recapture that moment, 
Um, mm. You know, the, the way you were describing the book, and I just was wondering, are you giving speeches around this or trainings around this? Because it seems like really like very HRE and very like just lovely for an HR person to grab this and say, come give a talk around this or give some training <laughs> if you have training around it. Yeah, yeah, I have a um, course uh, that is okay. related to the book, yeah, and you can also check it on the website, um, or just, yeah, contact me, um, as we did on LinkedIn, right, some people yes. approach me on LinkedIn, um, yeah, for sure, because um, that's a whole kind of process, because you need to first become aware, uh, where where in, in which situation you are psychologically, emotionally, mm. and what contributed to this state, um, and how to understand your environment better. Because I was dealing also with some difficult situations that people needed to quit or were fired, mm -hmm. uh, and how to deal with that. Um, oh, okay. This is it for like a for a client. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I had one client who um, was given a lot of work and at first she didn't know why, so what was happening. <laughs> um, or um, another client was assigned another role uh, where he didn't know, you know, that area that were, that much. Um, I think she he was like a tester. Uh, oh, okay. And then he was given a job uh, of um, uh, like to talk with the clients and so on. <laughs> and he just didn't like communication. With <laughs> well, well, they give a, a guy who loves to be behind the computer doing testing, talking to a computer. They said, oh, now you are you can talk to the people all day long. Yeah, well, that's a whole setup, right? Uh, they oh, need yeah, to have sounds... something, you know, to fire you on some ground. <laughs> oh, I see. So that's the beginning of the and end. And then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. would bring someone to evaluate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Yeah. <laughs> that is so mean. <laughs> you're going to first, you're going to torture somebody before you fire them. Right. You know, there are all kinds of tactics um, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and so you mostly have individuals as clients. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about, I? because I just, you know, hearing you talk and hearing the way you're structured, I think you'd be like, it'd be a great corporate talk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, know, for sure. Yeah, I think you're training. I did you know, have I, some... Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't for some big corporations, but I did have some talks in some centers, like um, and um, like uh, there are some organizations that really care, like nonprofit that care mm -hmm. about uh, mental health. So yeah. that's mostly where I had it. Yeah. Uh, and you give I'll give a talk on on behalf of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. or workshop. Interesting. Um, are you seeing anything, you know, are you seeing anything new? I mean, at this post kind of post COVID, is it really just those things we talked about? Are you seeing an increase, a decrease or an increase in a certain kind of, you know, an anxiety or depression? 
coming out of COVID now? How and, and how are people adapting? I guess mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of a two-part question. Yeah, all good questions. So in my experience, I would say that um, actually we are just now seeing the effects of what was uh, happening. Okay. It's, okay. I think, going to follow even the next decade, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, it feels like um, there is a lot of to unpack here. And mm. many people even quit because I think, as you mentioned, they cannot deal with this kind of um, situations. One of my clients quit and the next week his company went bankrupt <laughs> where he was working. Uh, I don't so. know what it, it, it sounds funny. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it does sound like, some, oh. Yeah. So there are all kinds of situations. I mean, some people leave because they can just cannot stand it anymore. And others uh, are like, let go in some ways that are maybe not as good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are, I think, all kinds of situations. And um, yeah, so to answer your question, like um, things are changing maybe in a way that we are becoming more aware of our own problems. Um, okay. And now I also see that yeah. at first I would mostly work with women, but now I see more men contact me, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, but I also have like a background. So I, I'm married. Uh, so I, uh, my husband um, had some difficult time okay. um, because he got sick. Um, so then, you know, <laughs> it was difficult because um, um, he also needed to deal with some issues, you know, like all of us from his childhood, right? <laughs> And these are all connected things. So I learned a lot also through that experience. Uh, Because all of this is like when we were very little, you know, all these patterns can repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I experienced maybe at work what happened with my mom. You know, that's Uh, not completely unrelated. Yeah, you found a mom boss and you (laughs) enter enter into the daughter mom thing at work. It's kind of weird and freaky. But a real thing. Yeah, but a but a real thing. Yeah, that's I mean, the way you you talked about the effects of COVID not yet really being seen. Mm. And it's kind of those kind of pausing going, wow, that makes a lot of like, wow, that's bad. <laughs> and that makes mm. a lot of sense. And then of course you you bring the childhood part in. And you know, these are people are we're still, I mean, m- so many of my guests, we talk about childhood trauma, stuff that's left over from childhood. So, you know, the ma- yeah, this the COVID stuff, the experience of isolation, locking people up, um, masking kids for in some places for two years. You know, just mm-hmm. imagine how bananas that's going to come back when these people are when, when these kids mm-hmm. grow up and they're 27 yeah. or 47 and they're <laughs> trying to have communicate. You know, they're trying to formulate, you know, social cues trying to understand at work, you know, what a social cue is. And they missed a lot of formative stuff when they were younger um, by not be seeing each other in class. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of, yeah, I didn't think about that. There's a lot, we're going to be unpacking this for a while, aren't we? Mm, yeah. 
And we can see that actually, um, like how many are there like suicides, how many mm -hmm. are also people getting sick because that's all connected, you know, with stress, uh, yes. with um, all kinds of things. So, um, because I always will, say... Yeah. That data is going it, to, it slowly just comes out, right? Every month we all have all the data. Yeah, yeah. And it like kind of accumulates uh, mm -hmm. through life. Yeah. Um, especially, I think it's dangerous if we do not know how to deal with our emotions, if they are mm -hmm. like bottled up. Um, because um, that's where, you know, you're, you make wrong decisions uh, in a, you know, some stressful situations um, and um, don't, and then later, maybe when you think about it, you know, I don't know why I said it. I don't know why I did it uh, because, because you don't know how to um, clear that kind of. <laughs> oh, you're still holding it. Yeah. And you're not mm -hmm. even aware of its impact on you, yeah, especially in those, yeah. In those situations, in certain situations when triggered, right. And you don't know what happened. Like, I had no idea. I just lost my mind. That's not me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can uh, happen, yeah, to the best. Even to me, you know, it can happen uh, that you say something or do something, but you're unaware. Like, why did yeah. I do that? <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it for sure. It's going to, it happens. What do you, what's, what are you thinking about next? What's, what's in your, you know, what's your next book about or your next adventure or where you are, you know, there's, I don't know if you know that we had a, there's a, a great hockey player, a Canadian hockey player, Wayne Gretzky. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. one of his famous, and he was a real goal scorer. And they used to ask one of his, one of his famous quotes was, he was asked, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, why are you always in the right place? And he, and he used to, and how do you score so often? He said, I always go where the puck is going to be. Mm. not where the puck is <laughs> so yeah where are you where are you where are you where's the puck going where are you headed in mental health what's next mm. yeah i think it's hard to um know for sure because as you know like world is changing so quickly mm -hmm. and we cannot maybe know even what will happen in the next five minutes <laughs> <laughs> you know like you know like for example the earthquake um these people when sleeping in the next five minutes your whole world is changed mm. um i think that um i follow maybe um like my client's wishes <laughs> and see where that goes um ah, yeah more than you know uh like in general situation or trends or things like that mm -hmm. um what do you, what, what's your next, you have how many books written? You said three, uh, three, three. Are you working on one now? <laughs> well, I'm always working on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that, um, what I realized helps people the most is when I express myself, maybe in poems, you know, like, so oh. they can take it deeper. Um, so that was my last book about, I included some poems about different situations that many I heard related to. <laughs> um, so I think the 
words have a lot of healing in them if we allow them, even when we are listening, um, if, if that's our intention. And uh, also written word. Um, mm. So I think that I for sure would like more about healing um, because mm. I always talk about kind of, you know, what is negative energy, right? <laughs> yes. It's um, at work, uh, perhaps when you feel like, you know, I don't want to be there, maybe. Um, so similarly, there is positive energy mm. that can heal that. I, that's, I mean, that's so, for me, hits so, so sweetly that words because you're you've got to be right because you know I, i'm a firm believer that opposites and balance in the universe is you know balance in the universe is a real thing and if and words can for sure hurt people you know words can be a weapon they can they really can yeah. hurt people yeah um for sure. and, and leave a scar a deep scar um especially mm. you know especially depends on who they're who they're said by and and what the situation um so I would I would believe what you said. Words can also heal. Um, For sure, that's it's my a experience. beautiful. That's a beautiful thought. Um, not a thought, right? It's a, re a reality. So I mean, for me, it's a thought right now. I'm going to try to get my head around it. <laughs> and I just I just love that idea that words can heal, um, and yeah. that's powerful. We've got a lot. That means we've got a lot of power. So you're going to work mm. on poems. You think your next book will just be poetry? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe some of my experiences in the last yeah. few years. Yeah, and just kind of pour it out in a poem. Mm, yeah. I like to do that. I think it's also healing if you write something, you know, like, like a poem. Yeah. I at first thought that, you know, I cannot really write any poem like a real poet you know yes it was kind of you know high yeah um, yeah who can do that right yeah. <laughs> yeah but over time you just start writing and you realize some things start to rhyme <laughs> and it becomes kind of cool to continue um and you become i guess um more and more into it <laughs> and yeah. you realize when you read some of your past poems like from the last few years how much you changed and uh, it kind of uh, you start looking at your life from some other perspective maybe you didn't you weren't aware at the time yeah it's i i think it's a bit like journaling in that in that way that you have a record mm -hmm. of your you record your thoughts yeah but you also kind of your emotions like yeah um, express yourself yeah i think that's the most important if you if you can heal with words and, and reading the words and, and maybe speak in your you know somebody else you read a poem and it can what is it like when you write the poem right and like you said and you kind of you look down and you've written something and it rhymes and it makes sense and it has maybe two or three meanings maybe even a meaning you're not aware of because the reader's not hasn't read it yet but you can see it's kind of cool is that mm. also pretty healing? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was just um I was just I was on a podcast earlier today and it was it was about people my age just and it was a man show, you know, men kind of mm -hmm. retiring. 
you know, kind of, you know, that transitioning, you know, from, from corporate life, work life, uh, whatever that looks like working to something else, you know, at, at an age around 60 ish. And, um, so he was, we were talking about, about leaving work and we were talking about corporate and, um, and I was sharing with him, you know, one of the, I wrote, so I've written something like poems is music, you know, very similar to poetry you know, mm-hmm. because you've got some beat and you've got some rhythm and, you know, should have some, some rhythmic feel to it. And, uh, and I was, you know, kind of saying, yeah, I wrote one about, you know, corporate when I was a free man, when I finally quit, you know, I, I wrote a song called free man. And, <laughs> and it really is about, being a boy and the wonderment of being able to dream who you're going to be. And then that's not really a reality. You end up becoming somebody else and the things selling your soul, doing the things to keep the job and chase the money and chase the title and chase the role um, and please the boss and the sacrifices you make. And, you know, really when I realized at the end of it was, uh, you know, but if you're going to get your life back as your own, you're going to get that life back as your own right uh you're 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 going to have to make the sacrifice and so mine was you know the looking at the cost i had paid mm. to become who i was and the irony of throwing it all away mm. you know and walking <laughs> and, and and walking away right from it and you know all the things you had paid and then you just and then you throw it all away in a reverse kind of a way. And, and I think that's, that's the pain. That's that key I talked about. And, you know, the key of the golden cage, I was in my own golden cage and, you know, to get the bravery, to pull it out of your own pocket and unlock your own cage and let yourself mm. out. Um, and I hope people can find the bravery to do that. Find a coach like Ivana to kind of help you walk that, you know, to open that cage and get out and, you know, stretch your legs and stretch your arms and find out who you're going to be, who you can be and being a lot happier being yourself, which I think we talked about a lot of people are on that journey. Yes, for sure. I think we are going in that direction. Yeah. Of healing ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really healing yourself. And, you know, you got to start by taking that first step. Asking for help or, you know, looking in the mirror or reading some books and, you know, kind of try getting on that roadmap, getting back on that road. Um, <laughs> how about some closing thoughts, Ivana? How about some, you know, help us through some, what do you, what do you think in any closing message, any cheerleader message? Have you got, can you muster anything up at 2 a.m.? <laughs> what have you got left in here? Um, well, I think, as I mentioned, like your life can change in any moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the worse or for the better, but the same way you can change that life, you know, any mm-hmm. time at any moment that you decide this. So I think this is where your power lies uh, in that Ooh. decision. Yeah, and it can happen anywhere you choose and any time you choose. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a lovely message. I, I like that. The th- there's a lot we can't control, but this part of getting your life back, you can absolutely 100% are in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a beautiful message. Yeah, beautiful message. Thanks, Ivana, again for, for taking time out. Hey, sit around for just another minute, and I'll see you on the other side. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, you know supporting everything we're doing here, trying to really 
uh, give a platform to professionals and people in the mental health space, uh, provide some more awareness, get rid of this stupid stigma around it and have some real conversations with people, you know, in this case, all around the world and at craziest hours. That's how committed people are. I love it. Thanks again, Ivana. And thank you, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Ooh. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.